Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now about to listen to the 100th episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I just want to take a moment to say a big thank you to everybody for listening. Obviously the show is going to be full of us talking all things Tottenham Hotspur and a lot of laughs along the way, we hope. You will hear many former legends of the club ring in today to leave us messages of thanks. I would like to point out that none of these people gave permission for their names to be used and they are impersonations. Bad ones. Take care, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Spurs News Podcast. Yeah! Hey! Hey, wait a minute! Guys! Guys, stop! Stop! Stop the music right there, seriously. Guys, it's the 100th episode. You've made 100 episodes of this? 100! Let's think about this for a second. Not once have these guys gotten together and said, Hey, JC, the voiceover guy. Come on, let's talk Spurs. Not once. You couldn't have done that just at least one time. Just one time, guys. I don't get paid enough money for this. I don't get paid any money for this. I get paid much more than you think. But All right. Here's your ungrateful sons of... Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the 100th episode of the Spurs News Podcast... I am Sam, and of course it wouldn't be episode 100 without my partner in crime, Matt. Hey, mate, you alright? I, I feel like, because he feels like he's he's missing out, I feel like we need to get the American guy involved uh, at some point. I know, yeah, I, I don't know if you noticed that subtle hint he may have just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to anyone who's listened to 100 episodes of this show, thank you so much. Uh, but if you've listened from the beginning, then you'll know this. If you've come in later, you might not. Uh, I have a friend, he's an American, he lives in America, and he is a professional voiceover guy, and he kindly has always done our intros and everything like that for us, and on this um, 100th episode, me and Matt decided it was time to make some changes, you know, uh, make it sound a little bit different going forward, and so I asked him to record for that with some new audio, and that was what he sent through for today's show. It's really good. It's really good. I, I always think it's it's brilliant. Like we've got that we've got a show here where it's uh, introduced by an American guy, and then the presenter's a guy from Bristol. You know? yeah. It's just brilliant. Yeah. I, I love the combo. We, we we are a multicultural. This is twenty twenty. You know, we this is this is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeehaw! Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Root my babbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It does, I'm sure there are some people who have just switched off and just gone, nope, <laughs> no, no, not doing that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, man, we we got loads to talk about. The 100th show is going to be packed. Um, we've got, obviously, the final game to talk about, uh, so let's do that now. Um, it is July 30th as we record this, and ridiculously, we're not talking about pre-season friendlies or transfer windows or the Euros or a World Cup. We're talking about the last game of the Premier League season. How mental is that? Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. I, I mean, like it, it almost stretched, didn't it, to a full calendar year for the yes. season? It's just ridiculous. We almost made it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit disappointing we didn't make it, but <laughs> do you know 
know what? With some of the clubs having to play like the European stuff, it pretty much is going to be a full year. Yeah. Because um, like the European competitions, like the Champions League, and that are all going to get knocked out in like a week, aren't they? Like two weeks. Yeah, they're, they're knocking. They're knocking so many things out. I mean, you got the the playoffs, haven't you? To get up into the yeah. Premier League. I mean, that's all yeah. happening in the space of like three or four days. Yeah. I was actually quite pleased to see Brentford. Um, a win last night because they're a team yes. I wouldn't mind seeing in the Premier League to be honest yeah I like having new teams yeah. rather than just the same mob going up and down all the time yeah it we don't want great. Fulham coming up do we I want, I want to see uh, Brentford no definitely not I'll tell you what about Fulham which is quite interesting is a link with Oliver Skip um, Scotty Parker loves him yeah. I mean, I like, really loves him. Always has done since he worked for the club in the academy. And there's a few other former Tottenham Academy coaches now coaching the Fulham first team. Um, if they if they don't go up, the rumour is they want Skip on loan for a championship season. And, I mean, he'll play like 30, 40 games for them, if that's mm. the case. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want him to go up. I, I think that's a great loan for Skip. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Um, and like you say, because um, because Scotty Parker likes him, yeah, you know he's going to get games him, as well. Yeah, yeah he will. Yeah, um, I mean, and it also, there's like a blueprint now, and I hate to say it, but we we as a club kind of had this concept for creating a player pathway some time ago where loans were a big part of the development. Chelsea have kind of demonstrated it the last two seasons of how you can really utilise the championship loans and then have those players come into the first team. I think it's three of their first team, the young English players, all were on loan in the championship last year, like Mason Mount. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they've been great in the Premier League this season. So, you know, look at Oliver Skip, look at uh, Troy Parrott, um, possibly Ryan Sessegnon as well, who I know we signed, um, but the, the kid needs games. I mean, he's still only 20. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a few there who I think would benefit from having a full season. You know, 30, 40 games, competitive football, and the championship ain't a bad division. No, of course. And, and, they, and they'll, 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 it'll appeal to them as well, because like you say, like they'll just look at what the, the Chelsea boys and how well they did, yeah. and now they're sort of established in the Premier League. So they'll know that if they get a full season in the, yeah. in the championship, then... That, that could be them. Yeah. They could be them. It is, it is their chance, yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you're like 20, 21 years old, you look at like Kane breaking through at that sort of time and Mason, Townsend and that, you can look at that and go, well, here's my chance. I go mm. and I play a full season in Wallop. I, I can get launched into it. Yeah, sure. Um, the, so the Palace game then, um, that aside, we drew one all. It was a bit drab. Um, a bit of a damp squid, end of season. Palace had nothing to play for, just basically were already on their holidays, I think. Mm. Um, why they couldn't just let us roll over them 5 0 then, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah. so rude of them, wasn't it? Yeah, really rude. It really stressed me out for like 30 minutes when it didn't need to. It's just selfishness. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> it is selfish. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. Um, uh, but. Harry Kane's goal really, really was a bright spark for me for two reasons. One, the Lachelso assist. And two, seeing Kane look that sharp with that finish. Yeah, he, he is looking really sharp. It, it was just an absolutely inc- incredible goal from the from the, just the speed of it. You know, one touch, yeah. second touch in the back of the net. And, you know, I think there was about five or six Palace players around him and they just didn't, no one had a chance to react because it was just the sheer speed of it. And I think that's what sets him out as like a, as a world-class striker, you know, as opposed to just a, a good one. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, it's that ability, you know, Jermaine Defoe had that ridiculously, um, like small back lift. Yeah. Like he seemed to be able to just generate so much power 
It's always, always, I see Kane do it. I always think of Defoe because I know how much Kane looked up to him. Mm. And I always sort of think you can almost see it like you saw that at training and went, yeah, I need to know, I need to do that. Yeah, yeah I need to learn that skill. <laughs> yeah, 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 because like you said, you know, that shot came out of nowhere and it was in the net before anyone really moved. No, it was incredible. Um, but but yeah. like you say about the, the, the Chelsea assist as well, I mean, he's really starting to just look comfortable now like not yeah, only yes, playing for yeah. us but just being in the Premier League he looks like he's a seasoned Premier League player now doesn't he he does he does yeah. he's got the physicality down you can see that he has yeah. that kind of uh, almost Eric Lamella-esque he seems to enjoy being kicked and kicking people does that yeah. make sense yeah, he has that yeah. real narky side to him like so many South American footballers do have um so yeah, I'm I'm quite optimistic about those guys going into next season. Uh, you know, if they can get creating and Kane playing like that, then there's definitely goals there. And and we've all seen we've definitely got some discipline in the side now from a defensive point of view. Um, yeah, obviously we finished sixth in the Premier League, um, which means we've qualified for the Europa League. Um, there's there was so much. Um, I'm going to do this fake news um, <laughs> going around about the qualification, which had me laughing. Um, so basically, yes, we are in the Europa League. Okay, so we are definitely in sixth place. No one can take that away from us. Wolves can win it. Arsenal can win the FA Cup. All of that, we're in it. The only thing that changes is at what stage we enter. So in the FA Cup final this Saturday, if Arsenal do win the FA Cup, then they will get the Europa League place guaranteed to the group stage which means we will have to play a qualifying match due to covid the qualifying match is only a one game knockout now it's not over two legs if however chelsea win the fa cup then arsenal are not in europe at all next season and we go straight into the group stage so basically for more reason than one we want chelsea to win the fa cup (laughs) we do Yeah. yeah i mean and i feel dirty saying that but yeah, it's kind of like when you got a lesser of two evils. You know, you you got to stand in shit, so pick the one that doesn't have, like, you know, great big nuggets. Anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's the scenario. That's it. I mean, there was so much stuff. Like, I posted, like, you know, we're in the Europa League, and people are going, no, we're not. I, um, yeah, 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 we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and I do get it, because on the Premier League site, it says a maximum of seven teams can qualify for the European competitions domestically. And a lot of people took that meant that no matter what, that's a maximum of seven. What they're saying is from domestic competitions, seven. Technically, we could have nine if someone wins the Champions League and the Europa League. So that that's just how it works. But domestic qualification is seven. Mm. And that's kind of where the confusion was, I think. But I'm pleased to clear that up for everybody, as I am a bloody nerd. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. I wonder what you, your take was on because I know it was kind of a bit contentious the way uh, Mourinho celebrated at the end of the game. Now yeah. I I felt I felt really relieved, and and I think the main reason being, look, I, I don't want, I, I'd rather be in cha- in the Champions League. That's where we've been yeah, the last we few all seasons. Would, of course, yeah. It's disappointing to be in in the Europa League. But it's being in the Europa League is better than not being in Europe for me, and also it was because if we if we'd have if we'd have finished seventh, this FA Cup, you know, can you can you imagine? I know like yeah, they're gonna no, they, I... they they're gonna affect whether we're in a in a in a qualifying game or we go straight in, no. and I think either way we should we should be okay, but if they'd have won the FA Cup and, and took us out of Europe, out, kicked yeah. us out of Europe, yeah, 
yeah. that would have been so painful. At least now I can I can watch the FA Cup. I hope Chelsea win. But think, well, you know, if Arsenal win, you know, it's just it's a shame. But it's but what it is. It's yeah, what it yeah. is. But yeah, you knew that if 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 they'd have won it, then that's it. Oh, and no, no Europa League. And I felt I felt for Mourinho. Look, I, I don't I don't think it's fair to criticise him for for celebrating at the end because this guy has won everything. He's won everything yeah. there is to win in Spain, in Europe, in in England, everywhere. You know. Yeah. So, like, he's he's a winner. He's just a winner, and he wants yeah. to win things. And, I, I and, think. I think people need to keep in mind about objectives. So, like, for example, if Jose Mourinho had been our manager for the entire season, you know, let's say the Champions League final, Mauricio went, no, I'm done. I, I You know, I, I'm done. And we, like, went, okay, took a week and we appointed Jose. So we had all the preseason, all his signings, all under his tactics, everyone playing his way, he got rid of who he wanted to get rid of, and we finished sixth. Everyone would be justified to go, what the hell are you celebrating? Mm. What people seem to forget is he came into the side when we were 14th. Now, 14th doesn't sound like, oh, really in trouble. We were three points off relegation and like eight points off of the top four Yeah. when he joined. Now, the way the injuries that then happened, he lost, you know, he didn't have Lloris when he started. Uh, he lost Kane, Sonny. You know, the, the list goes on and on and on. There was there were games like where he points out where he literally didn't have an attacking option. Mm. You know, he had yeah. to make Bergwijn play three games after signing him with an injury. So, the fact that we finished in a Europa League place for him probably feels like a massive victory given the the what he walked into, and we're possibly going to see that more thanks to the wonderful Amazon documentary, um, which is probably going to illustrate just how much going on behind the scenes, you know, because I don't think Ericsson being there until January and wanting to leave would have helped morale, would have helped the attitude of people around the place. Um, you know, you just get that impression anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see so many things from that. Um, but, for me, I I felt that celebration was a kind of when we arrived. The objective was, you know, one steady the ship, two try and get European football, because when he arrived, everyone wrote us off from a Champions League point of view. You know, it was like, yeah. well, they can't get there now, mm. but we actually weren't far away. You know, you're probably looking at just two results, two results different, and we were we were top four. Which is mental when you yeah. think about how bad we all look at our season. And I also think it's a massive change in our club's kind of mentality that we're all looking at a sixth place finish and going, that's crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, you know, me and you talked about it loads. I mean, me and you dreamed of sixth place. Oh, completely, yeah. And and yeah. so so to now look at that as that's disappointing shows the progress of our club, which is a good thing. To me, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, so I think him celebrating, I was fine with it because at the end of that game, I felt like celebrating. Yeah, I felt like I was relieved and I was just so happy that, like, you know what? From all of this crap, we are going to play in Europe next year. Yes, the Europa League, but like Jose said, and I kind of like this. We're going to win it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like that. You know, I've always liked people who have that attitude. You know, Sir Alf Ramsey in 1966, we're going to win it. And everyone was like, oh, come on, you know, you're one of the favourites. No, no, we're, we're going to win it. It's a, it's on our ground, you know, it's our stadium, we're going to win it. 
and and he went and done it. And Jose, you know, arrived in the Premier League. I'm a special one, <laughs> and then won everything. And and so, to, to me, he him saying that the players all look at it and go, well, if he's saying it, then we're going to do it. Yeah, and and also the, the way you can trust him is the fact yeah. that I mean, if it was like, for example, Christian Gross going, I'm going to I'm going to win it next year, you'd be like, well, you know, so yeah. kind of let's hope, you know. But Mourinho. You can trust him because he does win things. You know he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. And um, I, yeah, so I was pleased. I didn't see a problem with him celebrating like that. I, uh, I, I saw a few pundits saying, "Oh, it's disgusting." You know, Tottenham had an awful season. Yeah, but I wouldn't him. Mm. He came in when it was a shit show, and steadied the ship and got us to a place where we're still in Europe. Daniel Levy's remit to him would have been. Any way you can get us European football, you know yeah. our new stadium, all of this. We need European football Absolutely. some way. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, so so to me, it's like yeah, that that was fine. Um, we've had a few messages. It's the hundredth show, and we've had a few messages come through from people who are friends of the show. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so up first we have a Tottenham legend. Here he is. Hey, Sam, Matt, and Stefan. Um, Mickey Hazard, a former Spurs player, just a short message to wish you uh, well done on your 100 shows. Um, it's a great show. Love listening to it. Um, keep up the good work. Keep pushing the big name of Spurs. Um, look forward to catching up with you all again soon in the not-too-distant future. Um, one day, we'll win a trophy to reward you for your great show. Cheers, guys. Bye. Of course, that was the wonderful Mickey Hazard. Did you heard that? I can't remember if I sent it to you. Yeah, you did. It's the, the legend that is Mickey yeah. Hazard. I love that guy. <laughs> what, a, what a great guy. You've actually been in his home and sat down with him. Yeah, yeah. Does that early... still feel surreal? It, 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 it was as surreal then as it is now, Sam. Yeah. I mean, it, it was something like a... It was quite early in our podcasting yeah, it was, yeah. kind of dynasty. But, um, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, it was one of those things where even when I was knocking on his door, I'm like, is this... Is it going to be Mickey Hazard that's going to answer the door, is it, or is it a wind up? Yeah, yeah and then it, it felt like a wind up when he answered the door in his, in his underwear and telling me yes. he forgot all about it. <laughs> yes, what a legend! God, I love that. He, um, he's always ridiculously kind. All Spurs fans interact with Mickey Hazard. He takes time. He, he talks to people. You don't have to agree with him. You don't have to, agree with him, but he will take the time and he'll explain his position. And and yeah, I, I'm a massive fan of his as a, as a person. Yeah, loved him as a player and as a man. He, he's just great. So yeah. much, so much love for Mickey. Um, we also have a message from a current player at the club, um, from Tottenham Women, a friend of the show. Hey guys, Anna Philby here. Just want to say congratulations on the hundredth episode. Keep it up, guys. Love Anna. I'm, I'm I'm part of the Philby fan club. I know. Yeah, I, I just I'm I'm still waiting for you to do your sign and go to a game and just kind of like hold it up. Well, I heart em- embarrass embarrass the hell out of her. You mean? Well, they, <laughs> they play because they're in the um the charity. They played at uh, Bristol Bristol City, and I went and I was there and I was, I'd messaged her out before the game. I was like, oh, I'm going to be going. I got my daughter with me. She's like, okay, I'll look out for you. I tell you what, mate. There were so many more people there than I was expecting. Which I I don't mean to sound that really rude, and that's come across really badly. I know it has, but 
Like we were stood like right at the back. We were sort of like surrounded by people. I couldn't get anywhere near the seat. Really? I was like, ah, ah no, no, never mind. Oh. <laughs> and, oh and did, my... you, did you walk away all broken hide at the end, sir? <laughs> well, the thing was, he's like, ah, this, this is a bit bad. But of course, I said to my like my daughter, I'm like, oh, that's Anna Philby. I talked to her for the podcast. Nice lady. And she's like, all right, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, no, seriously. <laughs> I, you know, I talked to her. We spoke to her loads of times. I, I said we'd say hello. And she's like, yeah, all right, yeah, sure. And of course, we get to the end, and they've all sort of left, and I've sort of shouted, but she couldn't hear for a few other people, and they've gone. Yeah. And my daughter's just like, "Okay, yeah, all right." Uh, so, so we off now. I'm like, "Oh, come on, this ain't fair." Uh, but I got, I got a signed football. So, oh, fantastic! Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Which, which, by the way. Oh, she then kicks around in the frigging garden. I'm like, no, it's a signed one. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> Can't anyway, you get some lacquer over the signature just so that it doesn't come uh, off on the grass? Oh, I'm done. I'm done <laughs> trying to do nice things for kids. I, I just, what are you doing? I, I get this. Why you don't have nice stuff, right? No, absolutely. Uh, now, the final message we have here uh, for this segment, anyway, is from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust and the lovely cat. Hi, Sam and Matt. It's Kat from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. Just wanting to say congratulations on reaching your 100th episode. Here's to the next 100. Well done. That was nice of her to do that. She's a lovely lady, Kat. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and the Trust, they do so, so many great things for the club, don't they, as well? Oh, massively, yeah. yeah. If, if you're a fan of the club, um, get involved with the Trust. Um, you can join them for a year. Ain't a lot of money. I think it's like ten pound or fifteen pound or something for an entire year, and they send you a newsletter every month, and it is packed full of all the stuff that's going on, all the stuff they're working on, and the stronger the trust is, the more the club has to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage people to get involved. Um, and if you actually read the stuff that they're doing every month, like through their newsletter, you actually just appreciate. It. It's like, oh wow, that's really helpful for us fans. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Because, and it is, you know, with the greatest will in the world, when you're running a company like Tottenham with that size, it's so easy just to forget basic stuff. And the trust pulls them up on it on a regular basis, and it is is good. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, throughout this show, there will be other messages from Tottenham legends, by the way, interspersed in. So listen out for them. See how many many you pick up on. um, I say Tottenham legends. I'm doing that with a straight face. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Enjoy. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Um, mate, we got to talk about the season as a whole. Then um, uh, we we could be on this podcast for like five hours, so we're not going to go into massive detail because this is literally a weekly show. So if you want to listen to massive detail about the season, go back. There's like thirty episodes discussing it. <laughs> Um, but the 2019-20 season is going to always have an asterisk next to it. It is always going to be one that is just talked about and remembered, uh, obviously for the COVID-19 outbreak, the fact the season had to be stopped and then restarted, how long it took. But from just from a Tottenham perspective, I, in my memory... It, I, well, I'll just tell you my memory. I, I just can't get over the stuff that's happened, to be honest with you. If me and you sat down... And in fact, I was going to listen to our pre-season show before we recorded this. And then I stopped myself because I thought, nah, don't do that. Because you're probably going to depress yourself. <laughs> I, hope. <laughs> I, I just know that me and you signing Undon Ballet, Mauricio in charge... 
we were feeling pretty positive about our chances going into the 2019-20 season. I don't know about you, man, but I could never have predicted what happened. Do you know, you, you say, say that, uh, and obviously we had the Champions League final uh, last uh, season, but our league form wasn't that great towards the end no, of the no, season. No, no, it was abysmal, no. We, 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 we did really struggle, and... Um, I just I can remember. I mean, not, an early an early memory for me of how much we were struggling was the the Newcastle game at home. Yeah. When we lost that one nil, and uh, I'd actually I'd actually managed to find a seat in the south, so I I gave up my I gave up my seat in the um, in the north where I normally sit, just because I knew there were seats available in the south. And I just wanted to try it out and see what this, what it was like sitting in the south. <laughs> yeah. And um, my my brother. Uh, come and met me and actually I've got I've got a memory because beforehand we was playing we was playing a, it was a cricket match we was playing and we, and we just come out of we, we, we were dead and buried I can't remember what game it was we was dead and buried we needed like a hundred odd runs for the last wicket and everyone was like you could see people checking on their phones oh hang and, on was this the, was this the Ben Stokes in the Yes, yes yes it, it was that game yeah. yes yeah. And, and he did it and we, and we won and it was like everyone was like buzzing everyone was buzzing because yeah. we were like wow like we've won that test match you know and, and so we went in the watch Tottenham yeah that's the thing we was all buzzing yeah. and then it was just all the air coming out of the balloon watching the game it was dreadful absolutely yeah. dread, a dreadful game and I I felt it, it, it then I mean I, I know I'm you know I didn't know what was going to happen with Pochettino I didn't know if you no. you know I didn't see what was com- coming obviously but you could just tell that it almost like he'd run out of ideas there yeah. You know, it was kind of, it felt like the end for him. And it, it was almost like, I think, a, a bit as well, where, you know, he's he's come out and said that if he'd have won the Champions League, that'd been it, it'd have gone. You know, that, yeah. that I've, I've, I've done what I've come here to do. I've won you the Champions League, see you later. And it yeah. almost felt like he thought, everyone thought it was going to happen. We was all going to win it. And because yeah. of what happened in the quarterfinal, the semifinal. Yeah. And then when we didn't, it just, just knocked the wind out of everybody. And it, and, it, and, it, and that carried over, I think, to the it's, next it's season. It's interesting how many people have said similar stuff to that and it is something that the amazon documentary i think is going to focus on i think the mental impact of not winning that trophy had a massive impact on this squad and i think that's something even jose alluded to when he first joined you like this squad has not recovered from not winning that he then laid in some arrogant thing which i don't understand because i've never lost one it's like all right jose you chill out mate um I I'm still the whole Pochettino being fired thing to me was like what the hell and then appointing Jose Mourinho was like what the f- <laughs> it's crazy wasn't it crazy yeah I mean me and you did a show basically saying goodbye to Pock and hello to Jose and it was the strangest show I've ever had to record because yeah. I was still in shock I yeah think. we both were <laughs> um, yeah just just bizarre again if you want to go back and listen that's a fun one <laughs> um, so yeah I the season I, I'm trying to sort of sum it up but like I said I don't want to go into detail over it because the detail is already there in our back catalogue um, we got the Amazon documentary coming and I think it's going to offer a real sharp perspective i think on some of the perhaps preconceived and some of the press stories we've all read um i'm kind of looking forward to it and dreading it at the same time and i know i've said this before but i'm going to repeat it i think the thing that i'm dreading most is that i have this idea of certain people in my mind 
and it being very very different when you actually get to see them yeah sure you know i i love harry kane with all my heart and if like behind the scenes he's you know kicking puppies and stuff i'm gonna struggle you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think for one minute he is. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think you're right. This. <laughs> there, there's, there's a few. There's a few players in there who I have real affection for, and if you find out behind the scenes they were causing trouble and stuff, it's gonna be like, no, don't be that guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, do, do you know? Do you know what? I've kind of not been. Um, I've, I've not. I've, for, for ever since we, you know, we, we've heard about it all being done and being and coming out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. But I know uh, there's a second. A second trailer, a clip of a second trailer that's doing the rounds, and yep. it's got uh, Delhi on there, and that actually it, it sort of sparked something in me because although obviously the season's been a bit odd, and and yeah. the fact that we've you know like we haven't got Champions League, but we've got we finished six, we've got Europa League. It's not been the worst season in the world, no, of, no, uh, no. Uh, in in, in the, with the result of it. So, for that point of view, I think I could probably watch it. But also, and I know I've mentioned this before, but my little boy Seb's like really uh, fascinated, like by by people's characters so like you know yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll say to me like I'll, I'll he'll see someone famous and he'll go is he nice or is he like you know so yeah. i'm going to watch it with him because i think it po- hopefully will will answer all his questions so i won't have to answer I, it so um, we can see who's I, nice <laughs> i would potentially watch it on your own first oh because the swear words like, well <laughs> I, from what i'm told there's some content in there which is not kid friendly right is it not like a bleep um, version or anything? Uh, I'm not sure. That's why I said maybe watch an episode before yeah. you let him watch it. Yeah, sure. Um, if if one of the clips that I've seen is true, yep. Good yeah, point. That, good point. Yeah. The Mourinho you, you, one. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't you don't want him having that word stored in his mind. Like ah, oh, that's clearly a word we use a lot. Yeah. I'll just what what I'll do is I'll watch it and then when you when it's when it's a non swearing part Cough. of it, I'll, I'll yeah, play yeah. in that bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 just just take clips. Yeah, yeah here you go. That's what so and so's like. Isn't he lovely? <laughs> yeah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna replace a word Jose uses a lot with the word fluffy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Matt. Is there any other things from this season you want to talk about, really? Because I, I, like I said, the details all in our back catalogue of shows. I mean, I'm, I'm just. I'll tell you one thing about this season. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I, it's... I was so done with it. Yeah, I mean, like we got, we, there are there are small highlights. I mean, to to beat beat the Arsenal in the first, you know, the first North London derby yeah. at our new stadiums, you know, was a good result. And there's been bits and bobs. I mean, some, for my personal highlight, probably, you know, and obviously, obviously, I was there, but the uh, the sunny goal yeah. that ended up winning um, oh, goal of the yeah. season. That yeah. you know, I, I watched that live, and I could watch that another thousand times on television and still not get bored of it. It's just such yeah. an amazing goal. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. yeah, no, it was phenomenal. Um, the other thing, well, the other thing, I, I do think we ought to talk about the departure of Jan Vertonghen. <laughs> Super Jan has left us. How do you yes. feel, man? Uh, well, you know, that was, that was a good segue, wasn't it? Because obviously he did that assist for that, that sun goal, didn't he? So. He did, yeah. yeah. What an assist. It was an amazing assist, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to miss that. Yeah, we're going to miss that. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's been a fantastic servant for the club. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I love, I love, you know, he's, he's always been, a, you know, for centre-back, one of the most important things is, is the, you know, the, the consistency and the reliability, and that yep, is just yep. Jan in a nutshell. I mean, I know I've mentioned it in a previous podcast, but I always like for, for me, my memory of him watching them 
uh, watching them play, or you know, watching them even warm up. I, mean, I think I might have mentioned this probably to you as well. The um, the Carl Walker incident, where they're they're yeah. warming up and Carl Walker sort of uh, kicks a, kicks his boot and a bit of mud. Uh, flies into Yavatonga's eye, <laughs> and he really took it badly. Like you know, oh, and it really yeah. surprised me about him because he's such yeah. a cool character, and he give he really gave, like you know he give Carl Walker dirty, which I'm glad he did now, you know, because uh, yeah, bloody right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really, it really made me laugh, you know, and it, and it just showed that, and and I put that alludes a little bit to you know what we've said, wanting to know what people are like in real life, and. He, he probably was a bit like you know he's a he's a big fellow and he comes across friendly when you see him on interviews yeah. but maybe he's not the sort of person you want to really upset well, you know did, um yeah well a, a central defender should all be like that by yeah. the way they should yeah. have an inner rage yeah. in them yeah. um, but he yeah, the Spurs did this video it was like a five minute long video montage to say goodbye to him and they did a similar thing for Michel Vorm. And it looks like they had like a presentation thing, and I'm wondering if that's going to be on the Amazon documentary. Yeah. Um, both him and Michelle were given watches by Daniel Levy, and the squad gave Jan uh, uh, an artist illustration of Jan doing his super Jan thing. Yeah. Um, right. And all the squad signed it. It's really nice. Um, but the thing about it that got me was they were all talking about all these different stories about Jan. They're like, yeah, we can't tell that story on camera. We can't, yeah. (laughs) He's hilarious. We can't tell that story though. We can't do this. So I'm hoping on the Amazon documentary, we might see a bit of that, his personality, but he he comes across, I mean, one of the things he said to me, which just blew my mind. And of course I knew is he was like, Oh, well I was at the club for eight years and I'm one of the only members who was at the old training ground. And I was like, crap, of course you were. Mm Mm-hmm. So he he's like so I got to see the club transition from that to the Hotspur Way and from the old stadium to the new stadium, and if you hear him talk about that final season at White Hart Lane, the, the guy like had tears in his eyes. Yeah, you know he, he loved that and his favourite game. You know he recalled a few victories and stuff. Two two with Chelsea at the Bridge. Oh really? He said I loved that game. Yeah. He's like I came away from that. He said I know they can talk about a. Uh, denied us the title whatever he said it was a fight it was i finished it and i was like wow this is the premier league <laughs> mm, yeah and that and that probably goes back to what i was saying in about the way he is like you know you sort of you see him joke about yeah. on, on social media and stuff but there definitely yeah. was a fire in his belly wasn't there oh big time yeah but yeah i, I love the guy so i i was i was actually a little bit i, I said to you in the our chat i'm actually a little bit emotional about him leaving which is ridiculous why mm. am i you know I gotta learn not to get attached to these people, man. I really have, <laughs> because if this is what I'm like of a Jan Vertonghen leaving us, imagine how I'm gonna be if Harry goes oh, next season. Oh, don't say oh, that. Sir. I'll be, I'll be broken. Don't I'll be absolutely. Ah, oh, screw it. I'll go with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wherever he goes, we'll follow. Yeah, yeah. that 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 solve it. <laughs> um, so it's that time of the podcast now. We did this on the 50th episode special. We're doing it on the 100th. Our kids will definitely make sure we do on the 150. If it's the time we hand over the show and it's time for the world famous, infamous kids talk. Welcome to Kids Talk on the Spurs News Podcast. Okay, as the fun little jingle said, this is Kids Talk. This is the part of the show we hand over to our kids. I'm with my daughter, who turns 12 See. next week. And uh, her name is Phoebe. Phoebe, say hello to everybody listening. Hello, everybody listening. 
Well done. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk to you about Tottenham. The the very long 2019-20 season has finally ended after it was stopped and started again, thanks to the wonderful COVID-19. Are you a big fan of COVID-19? Who is? Yeah, nobody, you're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the first question then really, um, do you think there's any player really this season who stood out is really good for you? Um, I think Sonny and Harry Kane have been pretty good, although they're always pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's true. Everyone's sort of had on and off games, as you can really tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we have had good games and then really, really bad games at the Although same sometimes time. Sometimes we have bad games and we still miraculously win. Yeah, yeah, not quite sure how that's worked out, but it seems to be a Jose Mourinho thing. Uh, what do you think of the new manager, by the way, Jose Mourinho? I'm I'm still not completely over Pochettino going, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're about to turn 12, and Pochettino was in charge for nearly six years. So pretty much most of your life of understanding football and everything, he was the manager. So I imagine that feels pretty weird. Yeah, and... I mean, Jose Mourinho's a good manager, and I have no doubts about his technique or whatever. Mm. But... They could get rid of and hire so many managers, but I think that Daniel Levy actually needs to do something and spend some money. <laughs> wow, from the mouth of babes. Yes, very true, yes, I think he does. Are there any players this season in the squad that you think, yeah, you've really not been very good, you need to go? Um, Sissoko's not been great. No, that's true, actually. He, um, he had a sort of good season with Mauricio, but... Um, he got injured this season and since then he, he's been back to his kind of what are you doing on a football pitch self so yeah that's that's probably fair it'd be quite good for him to move on I think Um, what are your hopes for next season then so we've finished 6th this year better than I thought it's a lot better than I thought <laughs> we were going to finish as well to be honest and most of the teams who are kind of above us are, are looking very, very strong and are adding players that are looking mm. really, really strong. What's your kind of hope for next season? Well, that we kind of, not completely, but sort of change the squad around a bit, maybe get some fresh players and sort of try and finish higher. Yeah, well, it's, it's strong objectives. <laughs> I think I think the board would be happy with that. Uh, I'd certainly be happy with us finishing higher, I know that. Yeah. Um, I think with the new stadium and everything, we really, really, the minimum should be trying to finish in the top four. But yeah. in England, it's very difficult because there's a lot of very good clubs. Yeah, very, very good clubs. Which is the worst club in the Premier League? Um, in the Premier I'll, League. I'll give you a clue. Yeah. Begins with A. Oh, Aston Villa. Am I being really? You're you're being a bit dense. Oh, Arsenal! Yeah, yeah. they're rubbish. Oh, God, that was bad. Uh, that, that's bad. I think we're going to stop there because, you know, people at the other end listening are just shaking their heads in despair. Is there anything you want to say to redeem yourself? To be honest, I just try and think Arsenal don't exist. Smart, good. That Yeah, perfect redemption. I'm with you. Okay, uh, well, thank you very much, Phoebe, for joining us for Kids Talk. I hope you have a lovely summer holiday. <laughs> thank you. And enjoy your 12th birthday where you <laughs> will be getting presents, I'm sure. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. 
Kids Talk on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, so I'm joined by Sebi. Say hello, Sebi. Hey, guys. And I'm also joined by Layla. Say hello, Layla. Right, so what do we think of the season that's just finished? Kind of kind of good, kind of rubbish. And it also felt very long, didn't it? Now, why did it feel so long? COVID-19 season. Exactly, the COVID <laughs> made it go really long, didn't it? It's been such a long season that when we was on holiday in Portugal last year, it was still last season and we and and it's and, and it's it was dead back in August back in last summer. Yeah. And what can you remember anything about the game because you watched it with with me didn't you Seb? Yeah, I remember some of it. So we we'll, we it was draw with Man City. And then Man City scored, but they found out it was a hand, handball uh from Villa. So uh we we it, it ended up drawing. Mm-hmm. So uh it drawed. That's right, it was too all, but we was really relieved, wasn't we? Yeah. And also, we went to a game, the two of us, with Mummy, and you, you come along, didn't you, Layla? Do you remember mm-hmm. against Southampton? Can you remember that game? Yeah. Yeah, and because we was losing, wasn't we? And then we scored two goals right at the end, and I picked you up and threw you in the air, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you remember? <laughs> I really loved that game, but we got knocked out in the next round, but luckily we did. We missed that one. Mm-hmm. So, there's it's been a lot of changes this season. So, we lost our old manager, Pochettino, but we've got a new manager. Layla, do you know who the new manager is? Forgot. You forgot. Do you know, Seb? Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho Rame- or Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> that was close enough. Now, wherever he's been, he's won lots of trophies. So yeah. hopefully he'll win us lots of trophies when now he's with us. And we've got a striker that will probably score us lots of goals. And I know it's Layla's favourite player. Who is it? Harry Kane. Oh, Harry Kane. He scores lots of goals. And and Sebi, who's your favourite player? Sonny, number seven. See, the thing is, Sonny, number seven, because you remember you, you was seven, but you're eight now, aren't you? So yeah. as soon as you're five, Layla, maybe in two more years, Sonny can be your favourite number. Because she'll be a daughter, so it won't make sense. And... Yeah, very, very, yeah. I didn't think of that. Well done, Sebi. So what do we think we're going to do next season? Do you think we're going to win any trophies, Layla? Yes. What do you think we're going to win? Do you think we can win the FA Cup? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and do you think we can win the Europa League? Not really. Not really? And do you think we can win the Premier League? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. And what about you, Seb? Do you think we'll win anything next season? Uh, if we try hard, try our best, and we score as a goal, we might win against Liverpool in Premier League. Very pragmatic. we just try our best. Very pragmatic, Seb. And, and I think that would probably be the... I'm hoping we win at least one trophy. I'd like an FA Cup. So, I think that's been very informative, guys. Uh, if you'd like to say goodbye, and also maybe say, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Bye, y'all. And from Layla. Come on, you Spurs. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, man, but I think we've been upstaged again. Yeah, we always have. Do you know, do you know it, it took a, a couple of takes for my one because um, <laughs> when, when I did the first one, we got to the end and then yeah. Layla started crying. I said, what's wrong? She went, you didn't ask me who my favourite player was. So, oh, no. <laughs> so we had to oh, do the whole thing again. You bad dad. Bad dad. <laughs> Mate, I, her at the end saying, come on, you Spurs, bye. I love that. 
Yeah, bless that, her. That brought the biggest smile to my face in the world. Oh. Layla, you little hero. If, oh. your dad, if your dad plays this to you, that brought joy to my day. Thank you very much. That was oh, lovely. cheers. Um, Another one converted, uh, Seb, hopefully. <laughs> Seb is like Mr. Knowledgeable, by the way. You hear him like explaining his answers in full. <laughs> oh, no. What the hell? <laughs> oh. Love that. Absolutely loved it. And obviously a big thank you to my daughter as well, who, who contributes and... And when I said the worst team in the league beginning with A, said Aston Villa. Oh, I don't know what they've done to hurt her feelings bless recently, her. but but do you know, do you know what I was really I was really impressed, Sam, because she she uh, she kind of turned it around by saying, "Oh, because oh, you know they're well. not important, yeah. then I don't really think yeah. about them." And I, I thought yeah. that was brilliant. Really uh, yeah, I, I got to be honest, that was a sweet recovery because yeah, um, really I was like, "Right, I'm done. I'm done talking to you about this. If you're not going to say what I want you to say, <laughs> but yeah, no, Aston Villa, what have they done to you? I thought they were crap." <laughs> Brilliant. Wow, oh, savage little git. Yeah. <laughs> she's uh, sounding so grown up as well. She's tw- 12 now. Yeah, well, yeah. she's 12 on the 9th of August, so wow. very soon, yeah. Wow. Yeah, frightening how quick oh. that's gone. Yeah, yeah. So en- en- enjoying what are younger, mate, because, God, she don't have a shot now. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was Kids Talk. Um, once again, them stealing the show. Oh, is this thing on, is it? Ah, lovely. Hello, it's Gareth Bale here. Just want to say congratulations on your 100th episode. Look you. Everyone in Wales loves you, they do. I think one of the things we need to talk about before we move on to our next great feature is obviously we need to talk about the, the transfer window and next season because this is... I know we say this constantly, and as Spurs fans, I think every club does it. You sort of look at windows and go, this is really important. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think we could go back three summers with me and you going, we have to do stuff, because if we don't, we're really in trouble. And then the following window, we're like, okay, this time we really, really have to, because otherwise we're in trouble. And then last summer, we were like, oh, good, we've made signings. You know, La Celso and Dombele, Sassignon, we were like... Oh, whew, yeah, finally, we've done stuff. Didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but then in January, we signed Jedson and Bergwijn. And it was kind of like, okay, Jedson, I'm still not sure what, what that is, what he does well or whatever. But, you know, looks like a talented young player, but I'm not sure what the deal is there. Uh, Bergwijn, brilliant, instant impact. And he's already showing, you know, he's going to be a great asset to the squad. But to me, it's like, what is it with this club and signing wingers? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we need a central defender, we need full-backs, we need a defensive midfielder, we need a backup striker. Okay, Daniel, can you get on that? Not a problem. Daniel, what's this? It's a winger. Dan, Dan why have you bought us another winger? I bought you two wingers. Oh, my God, Dan, what are you doing? <laughs> I need a right-back. Well, he's right-footed. No! <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like he goes off and just signs un- anybody he yeah, can from the yeah. France. Ungedson. Ungedson, Unbergwine. I mean, he's not happy unless there's a good un in a window. Um, uh, yeah, so this this transfer window for me, without naming names, it, it's going to be so difficult because obviously finances and stuff like that, the whole world of football is in a bit of a mess. Tottenham have had to come out and get an emergency loan even because of the finances of the club. So from from our point of view, spending massive money, we never did it anyway, so we definitely aren't doing it now. Mm. Um, 
to me, it's kind of like the positions more than anything else. So for me, a defensive midfielder, a right back, and a striker. If we, if, you know, if we only sign three, those are the positions for me that are screaming. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree. And also, you see teams like Liverpool, for example, a couple of seasons ago made three yeah. big signings very quickly. Yeah, Chelsea have done the same. Yeah. And it's like, it's so obvious that that's, that's the way to do it, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I guarantee Chelsea will have an amazing season there, especially with the players they've bought as well. I, I think it will depend massively if they stop here or whether they then sort their defence out. Because even Chelsea fans are making jokes about, look at our team for next season, but everyone don't look at the defence and the goalkeeper. Yeah, I guess. Because they seem, they seem to have fallen a little bit into the Arsenal trap, which is... We've signed a Bamiyang, and everyone in the league went, "Wow, that's a great signing!" But you still can't defend. Yeah, you still got David and, Lewis, David Luiz in defence. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you've got Chelsea, who have signed now, you know, a striker Timo Werner, who I, I really rate yeah, highly. So too. that's painful for me. Mm. They've signed the lad from Ajax, who was brilliant against us in the Champions League. So I rate him highly as well. And and you know and they're continuing to look at forward players, but I tell you what they, they've been linked with Ben Chilwell as well from Leicester, and apparently that's nearly done, like sixty million quid. Wow. Um. So yeah, I mean, they are if they do that, then they are obviously looking at their defence as well. So, um. Apparently they've got a buyback clause on Nathan Aki from Bournemouth. Now he's gone down. Yeah, he's a, he's a. a... A decent player as well, isn't he? Yeah, so I mean, if they sign Chilwell, re-sign Nathan Ake, then you kind of look at that and go, wow, Chelsea have really mm. done their business this yeah. summer. And they've done um, it early, and that's why I don't understand why all clubs, don't, like especially us, don't seem to follow that trend, because it seems to work. It, well, it, it does work, and it, let's just put it really clearly, it works. Yeah. It works for so many reasons. The players feel valued and desired and wanted because you've gone for them and you've paid the price. The clubs let them go because you've paid the price. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is what we want. Okay. And, and you know, it's done. Um, all sides are happy. The player's happy. He's got time to work out a move for his family. He's got time to settle. He's got time to meet his teammates. Like, those Chelsea guys have been over here doing pre-season training, meeting their teammates for the last mm. week. Mm. You know, which is mad. They couldn't register to play in Project Restart, obviously, but they were there in amongst it. So when the season does restart, they're not starting from a cold base. They're they're one of the boys. You yeah, know, they're part of it. Yeah, of course. And but the, the the main reason why is money. It is absolutely a financial thing because you look at the two clubs who spent the most on agent fees, and one of them's Liverpool. Mm. Liverpool absolutely paid top money to secure the signings they did and get them done. And that's the difference. Daniel Levy won't do it. He'll never change. And this is a thing with Tottenham fans that is so painful and it's such a debate to be had and such an argument to be had. But as a fan for myself, I've just gone, it'll never happen, so I'm going to stop torturing myself. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just won't. He yeah. will not pay agents that amount of money. And there's a big part of me that agrees with it. <laughs> I, I hate how much money agents take out of football. When you look at grassroots football dying for money and you see an agent transfer a player three times in three seasons and walk away with about 30 million quid, 
you're like, what? What did you do to justify that? Yeah, I, I, I get, I completely get what you're saying, Sam, and I, and I, I agree with you. I think it's disgusting the amount they made, but for me, it almost feels like when you go to, um, like when you go to an airport, for example, yeah. and you know you're going to pay over the odds for food, but if you yeah. want to eat, you're going to have to pay over the odds. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it, and that's and that is why. And you're right. What your example you've given and what you've just said is right. If you want to get the deals done and you want to compete and you got to do it, you will do it. So yeah. it's like having the you know a kind of a moral stand, and that's yeah. fine. And I agree with it. But we're going backwards. It's not that we're treading water. We've actually gone backwards because of it. Yeah. I mean, you look at the situation with Ross Barkley when he signed for Chelsea instead of us. I genuinely believe signing Ross Barkley in that window would have enabled Christian Eriksen to leave for a hundred million because mm-hmm. that's what people were willing to pay, and Pochettino would have gone, yeah, you know, yeah, all right, mate, you want to go and you want to live and you want to play abroad, Daniel, you bring him in, off he goes, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking the difference that would have made in our side. I mean, Ross Barkley could have gone into that 10 role easily. He'd play every week for us. He sat on the bench at Chelsea, and there is a rumour that they're going to offer him to West Ham as part of a deal for Declan Rice. Jeez. I mean, he's he's done. Yeah. You know, he was at Everett, and he went to Chelsea, and now he's being bombed off to West Ham. I mean, jeez, he wants to play there. I oh, know, that's a, that is a proper down... Yeah, that is a downward trajectory, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. And and it's just kind of like these situations, uh, Jack Grealish, all of these players you can rattle off uh, the Zaha situation. And, and it is oversimplistic to say, oh, I think if we'd signed them, we'd have won something. But at the same time, it's very difficult not to look at that and go, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, or not actually, I'll tell you what, Man United don't do it. They used to, they don't now. And they've paid for it as well. Yeah. In my humble yeah. opinion, I agree. You know, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, if they want to sign a player, it happens because they'll just agree a fee with the agent, they'll agree a fee with the club, done. Mm. What do you want wages? Done. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and just because, to their point of view, it's like that player is the one I need to win this. Mm. And their objectives are winning things. And that's kind of where I struggle, like, like what you just said a minute ago with the example you gave. You know, if you want to eat in an airport, it's going to cost you bloody money. If you want to win a trophy in football, it's going to cost you money. It, there, there is no correlation. There is like once in a blue moon Leicester, once in a blue moon Blackburn Rovers. They come out of nowhere and win stuff. Uh, like an FA Cup, Wigan done it. You know, every now and again, you'll get a... Oh yeah, look at that. Isn't that nice that Wigan won the FA Cup? Well, where are they now? They're yeah. bankrupt and into League One. Absolutely. With some really dodgy so, owners. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's an awful situation, it really is. I talked about that last week. Did you look it up, by the way? I did, yeah. It's disgusting, isn't it? It's disgusting. It is yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, and we just stole one of their best youth players for like 300 grand. Yeah. I say stole. Signed. Yeah. Signed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I could talk about that. So, transfer window and stuff. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what do you think we're going to do? It's everything. Like, for me, minimal... But if we address those three positions, right back, um, defensive midfielder and a striker, I'd be really happy. Yeah, I would as well, definitely. And there there, there are players available that can fill those roles. So, fingers crossed, Levy Um, can... uh, So, so for me, if I was to pick three players who I think would improve us and are all achievable, Max Ahrens, uh, obviously Holdberg, and then Callum Wilson. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they'd, and they'd be three great signings for us. Yeah, people are sort of... The Callum Wilson thing, oh, he's been a bit injury-prone. I'm like, yeah, but you ain't playing week in, week out for us. Mm. This is a player who has had to adjust his fitness and everything, like Ledley King did, because of injuries, to make sure that he's ready to go, you know, play, play a game, miss a game, play two, miss three. So he is actually adjusted mentally and able to be a backup. You know, if you, yeah, you see what I mean I by do. that? It's like a perfect fit, really, isn't it? It, for, it for is like a perfect fit. Yeah. He comes back to the Premier League. He can rotate for the Europa League, the Cups. It gives Kane downtime, which I know he'll hate, but he needs. He mm. needs to recognise as a professional. And I think Jose Mourinho has a stronger position to say, no, you sit this one out. I think one of the failings, and this is just my humble opinion, is Mauricio Pochettino was best friends of all these guys. Mm. And I think Jose will turn around and go like, we're friends, we're buddies, sit the f- down and shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 that's, and that's fine. And it sometimes, for his own good, I think Harry needs to sit a couple of games out, or a game, or even a half, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so we do need another striker to do that, because every season for, what, four years, Kane's had a major injury. That's not a coincidence. Mm. You know, you need to have someone there. And Callum Wilson, experienced Premier League player, fast, big guy, can hold the ball up. To me, it's a no-brainer if he is available for the price that's being quoted in the press. So I'd love for us to go for that. Max Aarons, again, my only concern with Max Aarons is his um, set-piece defence. Um, like it just generally is height and stuff. But then again, Danny Rose, I was thought was one of our best set piece defenders, and he wasn't tall. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see on that. So yeah, that's my humble opinion, um, mate. This is the time of the show that everybody's been waiting for. It's the moment. It's not been around for ages, but we had to bring it back for the 100th episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Matt Stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Mate, with that introduction, you put the pressure on me now, and you? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> well, as it's our, our 100th episode and hitting it that is. milestone, I thought it was quite fitting that I look at some players that have hit 100 milestones in various forms with us. So I picked out five current players so I thought I'd make yeah. it quite relevant so uh, the first one we'll look at is Harry Kane okay of course Mr Harry Kane who scored his 100th Premier League goal at Anfield from the penalty spot to earn a 2-2 draw back in the, on the 4th <laughs> of February 2018 remember it well remember it well 95th minute I loved that game I absolutely loved that wasn't game wasn't that I, the Wanyama Thunderbolt it was well in that game? and yeah. it was also the one where he, he missed the penalty the first penalty yep, and then we got yep. the second one when I'd switched the television off and was sitting on the stairs sulking and then you yeah, messaged no, I messaged you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, he became the 27th player at the time to join the 100 club uh, and he reached a milestone in 141 Premier League games uh, the second quickest after Alan Shiro did it in, in an incredible 124 games <laughs> but beating Aguero who did it in 147 and also quite nicely beating Henri did it in 160 and Ian Wright who did it in 178 yeah. I, I always was I always thought that Ian White was really prolific and no, I know he was he, but he it took him a while he, to get uh, that 100 yeah he, um, he was I think he Premier League started he was starting to wind down a little bit yeah I think, sure 
Yeah, good player, Ian Wright. He played for them, which I hate, but yeah, good yeah. player. And, and he's Palace boy, Ian Wright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also with him, and I know we've, we've discussed this before, but I know he's a he's a diehard gooner, but he's one of those yeah. Arsenal fans that I don't really have a problem with. He's not like he's on the opposite end of the spectrum to Mercer when it comes to just how much of a oh my god, yeah, <laughs> chalking cheese. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Ian, Ian Wright is what the thing I love about him is when it's England, it's England. Yeah, you, know, you don't give a crap what club someone pays for. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no, that's fine. So he currently now has 143 Premier League goals in 210 appearances. So he's gone on a bit since then. But I didn't know this. So in total, his total goals for Spurs, he scored 188 yeah. now. Now that's nice. only 20 behind second-placed Bobby Smith. So. As long yes. as he does stay, hopefully, next season, he will probably be our second highest goal scorer by the end of next season. What a wonderful thought. That is amazing. So he's on 188, a third. Bobby Smith's on 208, second. And Greaves, Jimmy Greaves is on 266. So yeah. he's only, 70, what's that, 76? You know, he's 76, eight, uh, yeah. 78 goals away now. 78 goals away from yeah. joining Jimmy Greaves. Nice. See, see, yeah, see your contract out, Harry. You can do it. He, he, he will. He will, won't he? If, he? if he does, if he, if we, if we can win something, and he says, and he sees that we're winning yeah. things now, he will stay, and he will. It will be called in ten, fifteen years. One of those stands will be called the Harry Kane Stand, guaranteed. Bloody all will be. Yeah. It will be. It will be. Right. So the second player that's hit a hundred miles or hit, has hit a hundred milestone over the last two or three years is a uh, Hugo Lloris. Who uh, right. he recorded his, his hundredth clean sheet in all competitions for Spurs in the second leg round of wow. the. I know that's incredible, isn't it? He's been with us for a while as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that was in the second leg um, round of sixteen Champions League tie against Dortmund uh, on the fifth wow. of March last year. That it feels so much longer than than just the fifth of March last year. It really does. Don't I ever. Yeah. And uh, quite fittingly, he got man of the match as well in that game. I don't know if you remember it, but he was just yeah, Kane scored the, the goal, didn't he? But he the first half was just the amount of saves he's pulling off. Yeah, yeah, he um he's been a great goalkeeper for us. I know a few people have got issues with him now, and that's fine. It's all opinion, but I love him. Yeah, great me, keeper. Me too. Me too. Uh, he's now as as we speak, uh, 124 clean sheets for the club in all competitions. That's from wow. 360 appearances. So it's like one in three. So that's not too for bad. For Tottenham, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, the third player that's uh, hit 100 or has hit 100 milestone is Delhi, who okay. uh, appear, for his 100th Premier League appearance for Spurs, was quite a memorable one for him and for us as Spurs fans. Uh, it came on April Fool's Day in 2018, but the only fools were the ones in blue as we beat Chelsea <laughs> 3-1 with uh, Delhi scoring twice. That was a great yes. game. It was our first league win at Stamford Bridge since 1990. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Now, I've got a quote, a, a post-match quote from Pochettino. Now, could, do you want to hazard a guess in your best Pochettino impression what what his quote was? And it was it was about the the, the record being broken, not that obviously Delhi. Oh no, I, I no, I, I can't. I, no, I can't. I can't. I'll be. I'll be. I'm still too hurt about the exactly whole thing. Go on, tell me. Do we tell you? Yeah. We are so happy for our fans after 28 <laughs> years to win again at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> I miss that so much. So, so do I. We, we, we are so very happy. Uh, the Tottenham fans. We oh. win. I, I am so very happy. We are all very happy. Oh. Oh, come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. 
Give us all a cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to go to a barbecue at Pochettino's house. Yeah. Did you see the barbecue? That yeah. Some... I know, but it, anyway. he's a sort of guy that'd invite us all as well, wouldn't he? You know? He probably would. He should invite us all. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway move sorry, on, move moving on. on. Before I cry. Right, and today he's made 156. He's daily, obviously. Today he's made 156 league appearances for us, so uh, yeah. he's notching them up as well. Good. Good right, man. this one I thought was quite funny. So, uh, uh, Min Sun's 100th um, uh, record is on December the 7th, 2018. Yeah. Sun become only the second South Korean to score 100 goals in European leagues and that was with our third goal in the 3-1 victory over Southampton at Wembley. Wow, legend. Now, do you know who the, the who the first South Korean was to score 100 goals in European uh, leagues was? Uh, I can make a guess at Park Ji-sung. No, no. Now, okay. I'm going to just like you like to do with Instagram questions and names, yep. you destroy the names and I'm going to destroy this name, but yeah, I can only I can it. only pronounce it like it says. Right, so the th- the first three letters is C H A, which I guess is Char. Yeah. The second part is B U M Bum, and the third bit is K U N Kun. So Char Bum Kun. <laughs> Who did he play for? He he played for the, he played for German. Uh, he was in the German leagues. He played, and, ah, and he's right, okay. in his sixties now. So it was quite a while ago. Ah, right. Okay. I was going to say oh, I have never heard of him. No. That's a name I'd remember. <laughs> Char Bum Kun. Uh, but he, uh, I almost feel like you need to bleep that out, even though there's not a swear word in I, there. I, I feel like <laughs> I need to get you to say that three times fast after a few beers. <laughs> now, now the Germans are very clever because they yeah. they create a nickname for him. Now yeah. they called him Chaboom, and yeah, yep, yeah, no, yeah, and, smart, and, yeah, and the reason why he's called Chaboom apparently was because of how hard he hit the ball and how thick his thighs were. Oh but, my god. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I just think it's because they just thought we can't say Char Bum Khan, you know. Whenever we... <laughs> Char Bum Khan, look at his thighs. Exactly, um, yeah. Okay, okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so yeah, that was uh, uh, Sonny's 100th league goal. So he'd scored 20 for Hamburg, 29 for Leverkusen, and that was his 51st with us. Three. And, and that was in December t- uh, 2018, and he's uh, currently now on 136. So he's obviously scored 36 goals since. So. Uh, what a legend. And he's and he's left old Char Bum Khan in his wake, hasn't he, with those... Uh, he has. He has, yeah. He's now the main South Korean man. <laughs> now, finally, uh, the last person to appear on the 100th uh, Milestone Club for us, to join us on our podcast, is uh, Harry Winks, Yay, who made his, he made his 100th appearance for the club on the 3rd of April 2019. Now, does that date ring any bells to you? The 3rd of April 2019? Mm. No, not off top of my head. It was the first game at our new stadium. So it was oh, when we wow, beat... and that was his 100th appearance? That was his 100th appearance, yeah. And I've actually oh, got... Nice. I've, I watched the uh, the post-match interview and I got a little quote that I thought was really fitting, you know, to end like, the, all the, the players I've been talking about. So he said, um, ever since I was a kid, the dream was always to play one time for Tottenham. He said, but to play 100, and especially in the new stadium, it couldn't have worked out better. So I think it was a really fitting way for him to love, uh, reach his yeah. 100, you know. Love Winksy. Yeah, no, yeah. I do as well, yeah. So uh, we had to wait 689 days for that new stadium. It was a long 689 days. Wow. But it was worth it. Whenever. And uh, it it was a great first game. I mean, I was there and it was just such a relief when Sonny scored that, that goal. And, you know, oh, we went whenever. on to win 2-0, but it was brilliant. 
and uh, yeah, so he's now since ever since well today he's made 143 appearances. So uh, another player who's racking them up for us. Yeah, good. I like Wingsy. Yeah, um, I do as well. Mate, I enjoyed that. Matt Stats is back, everybody. I'll try to I'll try to make it more of a regular thing going forward because I, I like doing them as well. I know it's a good yeah, feature we, on the podcast. We'll, we'll try and do it monthly or something. Yeah, let's do, do that. Every week. Here we go, Matt's uh, or, monthly Matt stats. Or, or we let out for special occasions, like yes. Halloween special. Yes, stuff. absolutely. I mean, so straight from Matt's stats, we're now going to head across to our Facebook page where our fellow Spurs fans have all had their questions and points for us to discuss. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. I had a look through some of these and I don't think we're going to be able to answer all of them, but... Let's give it a crack, shall we? Okay, let's go. First of all, we have Alexander I. McIntyre. Just for fun, lads, recently the club announced bringing Ledley King on as a defensive coach. If you could bring back any other of our legends as a coach, who would it be and what would they be coaching? That's a really interesting... I said just for fun. (laughs) So I'd like to bring back Neil Ruddock as a drinking coach. (laughs) Joke, joke. Um, I don't know. Uh... Sort of semi-serious, he wrote down Teddy Sheringham to coach attacking players. It's not a bad idea, although his coaching track record was atrocious. Yeah, um, he managed Stevenage for a little while and that didn't last very long. <laughs> he did not, no. Um, there are some people, and apparently Glenn Hoddle was a little bit like this, but I mean his coaching record was pretty good, but there are some players who get frustrated with current players not being able to do what they could do. Yeah. And apparently Sheridan was like that. Like, he'd tell him to do something in training. If the strikers couldn't do it, he'd be like, you're crap! <laughs> Look, I'm nearly 50 and I can still do it. And I play for Stevenage. What do you expect? <laughs> well, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, dude, Premier League, me, Stevenage, bog off. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ledley King coming back, I, I love that. Um, oh, mate, I, I don't know how caught me off. The- um, Ginola. Do you know yeah, what? I was Ginola to coach players... For like take ons, flair, and just generally va va voom. You, you stole the words <laughs> right out of my mouth, Sam. I was going to say exactly oh, the same. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ginola right. comes to mind because, you know, uh, he, he was. Uh, there was a few players that played when we wasn't as good as we are now who just stood out. And he and, and I guess Ledley King did to an extent. I mean, like, you know, towards the end, we was qualifying for Europe when we, but towards the you know, beginning, we were struggling. And you'd always have one or two players that would really stand out in the team. And yeah. Ginola was just one of them players, wasn't he? It was a yeah. bit a bit like Cl- Klinsman when Klinsman signed. You know, it's just standout players in a, in a very average squad. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, Andy Dumbarton says, are we... F- financially signed if so why can't we afford players in the upcoming transfers um well that's that's a far more detailed question um are we financially signed that's a great question to ask right now we are as signed as any other big business trying to survive the pandemic um by that I mean, 
yes, when things go back to normal, we are fine. Whilst things are not normal, i.e. no fans in stadiums, buying stuff, buying tickets, etc., etc., we're struggling. Um, And we've borrowed money to cover that shortfall until that returns. So, yeah. um, Talking about buying players in the upcoming window, there is money set aside for transfers. It's not a Chelsea kitty, it's not a Man City kitty, it's what we have. So, um, that's a difficult question to answer, to be honest. I guess any time would tell, wouldn't Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Mm. Um, Jonathan Edwards says, will either one of you do the Dare Skywalk? I'm terrified of heights myself, but I feel like this should be added to all Spurs fans' bucket list. Uh, I, I struggle to go up into the loft, so I'm not going to go in on that skywalk. <laughs> I honestly looked at it, the video, and I was like, oh, that looks amazing. That looks great. And then they did this thing where they walk out past the cockerel, and I went, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I am not doing that. No way. You me. stick that. Yeah. It's like, and then I looked at the ticket prices, like fifty five pound up upwards to do it. I'm like, I'm paying you. Yeah, if they pay, if, even if they on. paid me five five thousand pounds, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, not a hope in hell. Should it be on all Spurs fans' bucket list? There's a few I wouldn't mind walking up there and just keep walking. Yeah. But anyway, uh, James Campbell. Realistically, what do you think the transfer budget will be for this off season? Twenty five million quid. Yeah, it's going to be small, isn't it? That's it. Mm. I, I know it because they said it. <laughs> it is um, the club basically have a kitty which is always ring fenced. So for every window, the club from generated funds will ring fence twenty five million quid. It's like built in. It's always there. You can see it in the accounts. Obviously, then that gets supplemented in stuff with the TV money and things going forward. But this year, I don't think it's going to get supplemented much. Thing to remember, though. Most transfers are not done with this player cost twenty five million. Here is twenty five million. Mm. They're done on deals like okay, we'll give you five million now. You get ten million next season. You get ten million this season. You know it's done like that. So the way to look at it, yeah, there's twenty five million sat there, but that's probably not twenty five million going to be spent. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Well, you look at Sissoko. That was five million a season, wasn't it? So there'll yeah, be five million yeah, out of that would be for Sissoko, wouldn't it? So you got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Stefan Cruz Alvarez, super sub Stefan. We will give him a mention. Hundredth episode. Thank you for always being our super sub, yeah. Stefan. Cheers, mate. Uh, your favourite chant or song to be heard at White Hart Lane, and why is it your favourite? Go on, Matt. You can take this one. Oh, it's just when oh, in the Spurs, it's just when that when they when that gets started, you, just the whole stadium joins in, and it is yeah. just it, it. Every time you sing it and hear it, it's the hairs on your back of your neck stand up, you know. And it's, especially when we're playing well, or you know, we we're winning yeah. a big They're, game, it's it's electric. Um, my um, one of my friends, he used to go to the lane quite a lot. He wasn't a season ticket holder, but he'd go quite a lot, and he used to love that. Mm. And he loved that feeling of on a nighttime game, mm. you know, under the floodlights. He said there was just nothing better than that song. No, it really isn't. And one of the things he kept saying to me about the new stadium was, until I've been there and we're winning, and I hear that song sung at night, he said, I'm not going to be able to tell you whether the new stadium's any good or not. He was like, this is it. This is the, the, the test. That's the test, yeah, yeah. And he was in um, a stand, you know, like uh, you were there before, and he's like behind where the manager is and everything. Yes, yeah. And he said the south stand started it, and it moved. He said, I honestly felt like you could see the noise. 
mm. move across the pitch. He said it felt like a wind almost just blew all the way through the stadium. Yeah. He said I had hair standing up on my arm. He said it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of his. That song was like his endorsement for the new stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, and it, and it's it is one of those songs where everyone joins in because you you get some songs well, yeah, it's, where it's not difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, of course that helps. Yeah, but there are some songs where you get like the, the heart, the core singing it, but you don't normally get. But yeah. that one, yeah, probably because it isn't yeah. is an easy song to sing. You get the whole stadium singing, which is amazing. I was I was used to like belting out with the shelf side. That was always a good yeah. Laugh. Um, uh, but anyway, David Hunt says, congratulations, Sam and Co. on 100. Thank you, David. Thank you. Simon Whiteman says, congratulations to all at Spurs News, and thank you for bringing us great content every week. My question is for Matt. Next season, if fans are told it's safe to travel, do you plan to attend a European away fixture? Yeah, that that is one of the reasons why I, another re- one of the reasons why I was pleased that we made Europe because I love the European away games. I know I don't go to many, yeah. but they are so much fun. I mean... Obviously, the, the the Leipzig game itself was was rubbish, terrible, dreadful. Yep. Just like <laughs> honestly, it's one of those things. That if I could just uh, have hypnotherapy to erase my mind, I would yeah. uh, in a heartbeat. But it's just the, it's the going there and it's meeting mates there and getting on the plane and and like working out your your journey to get there and get back and you know having a few beers before. I, I, I love I love the actual trip itself, you know. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm hoping that. Because obviously it being Europa League, that we don't mm. get too many teams in the deep dark depths of Eastern Europe. Because I'd, if it's one in Holland or or Spain yeah. or something, obviously as long as we can go as well with what's going on, then I'd I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Pete Thompson says, over the last few games of the season, we looked better in defence and were seeing games out, but we also started to show more promise going forward. Is this down to Jose's tactics sinking in? And can we expect more, or will we all be disappointed come September 12th? Um, well, it's an opinion thing, Pete. And one of the things I said last week, um, and, and I stand by it, is Jose's teams over the years do smash sides as well. Everyone talks about them as like this kind of park-the-bus scenarios. He will set his team up tactically against who he feels are superior opposition to frustrate and to beat them any way he can. This season, I feel like we've been set up a lot like that because he's trying to instill the tactical discipline into the side. I feel since Project Restart, we've looked better tactically. I think we've looked more rigid, more solid in his image. How that goes forward, I mean, I don't know. But I, I do know... That if we play Man United, who have been great, or you know Man City or Chelsea or someone like that, and we defend like we have done, and we win the game one nil, fans are going to be happy. Mm. If we play like that against a side newly promoted or a side that's been poor all season, a West Ham, for example, fans aren't going to be happy. I feel a little bit with with Pochettino. The way, like, do you remember there was the, one of the biggest complaints with uh, Pochettino? No plan B. No plan B. It was always plan A, and that literally was it. Yeah. But it's almost like Jose Mourinho's got plan A, B, C all the way down to Z. You know, he's just yes, he, has. he he's, has. He's yeah. got so and many plans. Yeah. And that's the thing. The, the players is a massive adjustment. They played under Pochettino for five years, five and a half, nearly six years. So you have to remember. This isn't Jose's squad. He has literally walked into it and has gone to them, right, you know that thing you've done for five years? Forget it. Mm. That's impossible. Mm. <laughs> so, 
he's at the build. Um, so for, so from next year, I think I, I I'm feeling kind of positive, but at the same time, let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. because you know we we don't know. We haven't got a clue really. I I mean, I'd like to think we're going to go the way his sort of Madrid Inter Porto team went, which was okay. We're playing someone who's going to have the ball a lot. Let him have it. Mm. Go on and have the ball. You ain't going to break us down. And when you make a mistake, bang, Kane's going to score. Yeah. Then it's one nil us. Then what are you going to do? You're going to open up more. Bang, two nil us. That was how those teams won those games. But then when they played against someone that they should be dominating and beating, they did dominate and beat them. And they beat them well. You know, remember like his Chelsea team, the first team he had here, they were smashing teams like 4-0, 3-0, but then they played Man United and win 1-0. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm I'm feeling more positive than I was. Uh, Jeff Edwards says, just want to say thanks for doing this, you guys are awesome and I enjoy every podcast, here's to 100 more. Thanks, thanks Jeff. Yeah, thanks mate. Um... Liam Hickey wants us to compare Tottenham sides over the last 50 years and come up with our best 11 to wear a Spurs shirt. Uh, Liam, I love that idea, mate, but I've just not had time to do it. I uh, I will think about it and reply to you on the message, but I have not had time to even look at that. That's going back a long way as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 50 years. I mean, I'm 37. I might have to do some research. Um <laughs> Andrew Peckham says, what a milestone Spurs news. Well done to all the admins and especially Matt Colson and Sam. How about a run through followers, best or worst Spurs 11? In my opinion, both very hard as could do 11 outfield players and probably about 20 subs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's quite funny. He's, he's a mate. Um, he's a mate of mine, Andy's. We we was um, you know I've spoken about the Portugal um, when we when we played Man City in Portugal when yeah, we was on yeah. holiday. He was there with us with his with his wife and kids ah, as well. Ah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. He's a good mate. Ah, good. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. Uh, finally, Mark Corder. Hi, Mark. Thank you. If we're going to get back into the top four, what are one to eleven positions need to improving, and what are the bargains going to come from? Bonus question. Oh, this is a good debate. Do we cash in on Harry Kane and buy three or four quality players with the proceeds, assuming there's no cash available? That's a great question. I'm going to move to this question, Mark, because I think we've covered the other one. Um, Because people can point to what happened with Liverpool and Coutinho leaving. They sold him, whoever he was widely regarded as their best player at the time, and the players they signed with that money actually improved them. You know, changed tactics, made different signings. They moved forward. With Harry Kane, for me, personally, and it is just my personal opinion, he is arguably the best number nine, the best striker in world football. Um, Lewandowski, possibly up there with him as well. But I think Kane does more off the ball than Lewandowski does. You can't replace that. Um, you can sign other players to improve the squad, but you cannot replace Harry Kane. There's no replacing him. And at Tottenham, there's no replacing him because of how much he loves the club. Like So, for example, if you were to sell him £250 million, you spend all of that money on other players coming in, then you might improve the midfield. You've got a really creative player now. You might improve defensive midfield. We're really solid at the back now. And you might sign a striker who is a good striker. It will never be as good as Harry Kane. No. 
I agree. And that's just that's just my opinion. So, yes, I do get the debate, and I do think it's a great question and a great debate to have. But but from my point of view, Harry stays for as long as we can keep him. If we win stuff this coming season, I you know anything you lift the trophy this season. Kane stays, mm. in my opinion. Mm. He, he just needs to do that. You could see it in him. He needs it. Like he needed to win the Golden Boot. Like he needed to win the World Cup Golden Boot. He needs to to lift the trophy at Tottenham. You can see it in his eyes. Um, and under Jose, I think he believes that can happen this season. Um, and, and we'll have to all hope that, you know... The, the whole squad feels the same, and we can do it. That's why. I, that's why I feel fairly confident. I know, you know, I spoke about that decade earlier, Merson, and he's again, he's in the papers, and he's trying to suggest he should go elsewhere. But I, yeah. I, I think, like this is my thoughts are that Mourinho sat down with Kane and said, "Look, you're, you're twenty. It was his twenty seventh birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple yep. of days ago. Yeah, yeah. you're twenty seven now. We've got. I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm starting the season now. This isn't. I'm not coming halfway through." Yeah. You know, this is this is my first season at Spurs. I will win you a trophy. I will yeah. win you a trophy, so you can stay. And if I don't win you anything, because I'm so confident I will, then then you've got my blessing that you can leave uh, next season. That's how I feel it is with him. It's like I'm going to win you yeah. something, so don't worry. You're going to be here for a long time because I'm going to win you something next season. And that and and I can see Kane buying into that. I, I think so. I I think I mean we're going to see some of their interactions on this Amazon documentary, but. You get the impression from Kane interviews that as much as he loved Mauricio Pochettino and loved everything he's done for him, Jose coming in was kind of like, oh, wow, we're serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. You know, if, if Tottenham had appointed some other young up-and-coming to come in and go, okay, this is the new project, I think Kane and a few of the others might have gone, ooh, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this again. Do, do you know? Do you know the for me the the biggest news that we had post Mourinho uh, joining the club of of how much he he's has a belief in the squad is when Toby signed a new deal. Yeah, because that just yeah, that was true. a bolt out of the blue, wasn't it? And, and, it, and it, it was massive. Yeah. yeah, and he's and he's he's come out hasn't he since the last game to say that he's buzzing about. The, the, the seasons going forward with Spurs yeah and this yeah, was someone that for two or three seasons was trying to engineer a move away yeah I mean it would appear that him and Mauricio Pochino didn't have a good relationship which you know you kind of looked there and you thought well a pair of them stayed fairly professional then because neither of them really laid the knife or the boot into each other mm. but I tell you what it did it did strike me and I don't know if I ever mentioned on the podcast but I think I might have mentioned it to you or Dan the night Pochettino was sacked, Belgium were playing, and Toby had finished the game and he was being interviewed. And he got asked, and he couldn't not smile. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, wow. Clearly there was an issue there. Mm. Um, again, the Amazon documentary shall reveal all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, it's going to be hell. Isn't it? <laughs> Maybe all my love for Pochettino is misplaced. Maybe he's the one who yeah. kicks puppies. Maybe he's the one who kicks yeah. all that. Yeah. And he never invites to a barbecue. Kicks a puppy. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. What if we find that out? Oh, that'd be hurtful. Um. Hello, boys. It is David Ginola. I wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. I want to say, you boys, you are worth it. Yeah. 
But my friend, I mean, that brings this episode to a close. That is 100 episodes of the Spurs News Podcast. Um, a bit of a moment for me. I've absolutely loved doing this from start to finish. Um, I know I've not appeared on all 100. I know you haven't, but it's it's mine and your show. It started as us and, you know, it's 100 episodes as us and hopefully 150 will come around towards the end of the next season into the next and... Yeah, uh, we are going to have a bit of a break now. Um, obviously, there's no football to talk about for once. <laughs> it's been mad. Uh, but we are going to come back after the Amazon documentary airs. We're going to do a podcast discussing that. Um, there is still no air date for it yet, but it's going to be very soon. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll obviously post the dates on the on the page once it's done. But we'll be back to discuss that and the content of it and our reaction to it. We'll also have a show uh, before the season starts talking about, hopefully, perhaps a couple of signings and, and where we are and how we're looking. And then once the season gets going again every week, you'll have us discussing the games and what's happening with all things Tottenham. But mate, I, I've loved doing this, and it wouldn't be the same without you. So a big thank you for joining me all these all these weeks. Oh, of course, no problem. And listen, it wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for you, mate. I mean, like I say, you you know, we Skype each other. I talk to you for now, but all the the back the stuff in the background is done by you. So yeah, yeah massive thank you. You know, it's it's um, I know we we've mentioned it before, but. You know, what would it have been a couple of summers ago then, wouldn't it? And uh, we yeah. were just having a little think about maybe what we should do different. Like, had to had yeah. to sort of promote the Spurs news kind of brand, if you like. And we, and we mentioned the podcast, and it's always something I've always loved to do. I mean, I, like, I guess there's a lot of people that you know, do you know what it reminds me of? And when when we was doing the kids talk, um, and yeah. probably people of a certain generation, our generation, will probably uh, associate with this. Because now it's children, uh, they want to be YouTube stars. And my, my two kids pretend <laughs> to do like, you know, they'll, they'll do yeah. a video and they'll go. I, I some... wanted to be on the radio. Yes. And that was it, yeah. you know, and me, I, I've got three younger brothers and there's probably in in my mum's loft somewhere, countless tapes of us doing our radio <laughs> show, you know, where we'd kind oh, of brilliant. get a song in and you'd have to press pause and play. And then you'd hear, you'd hear my mum downstairs going, dinner's ready. And you'd have to pause it. <laughs> and then, sorry about that, guys. Let's go back to the radio stage. So I, and that, yeah. and we, used to love it and now i get to do it for real and real people listen so you've given me yeah. the opportunity which is fantastic yeah, <laughs> yeah real people do listen um yeah, yeah uh, uh, thank you so much i mean when we started we were just chatting me and matt and we said like well, you know if a few people join us every week then they're just joining in the conversation it'd be fun i mean we on a regular basis now on average anywhere between 600 and 700 people listen to us every single week um, when we started, I think the very first show had like 200 and something, and then it kind of flicked between 150 to 200, and then it's just gradually grown from there. But to get to 100 episodes with that many people, and I mean, like, you know, you compare it to some shows, obviously it's nothing, but for us, that's a lot of people. And we always say, jokingly, imagine being in a pub with 700 people sat looking at you talk about Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that'd it's be a lot of pressure. <laughs> That'd be a lot of pressure, yeah. So don't picture that. Don't yeah. picture that. Picture them naked. Oh god, not that guy. No, it was getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I said squad enrichment. Not anyway. Yeah. We'd have to anyway, get so... we'd have to get Al Pish up for a little guest appearance, wouldn't we? Oh, definitely. Yeah, just to say the word squad enrichment yeah. constantly. Yeah. Um. But no, massive thank you. We do read the comments. Do everything. If we miss any, I am always really sorry because I do try and get to everything. 
but yeah, the interaction makes it fun. Uh, but yeah, from me, we'll be back very soon to talk about the Amazon documentary, which I'm both looking forward to and dreading. <laughs> but thank you to everyone. You take care. You take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. <laughs> right, my babies, Gary Mabbit here. Just want to say congratulations on another episode. Lovely to hear a Tottenham podcast, one of me own on there talking. Take care, boys. Look after yourselves. All right, my babby. Hello. This is Roman Pavlyuchenko here. Congratulations on the 100 episodes of the Spurs News Podcast. Hello boys, Robbie Keane here. Keane want to say congratulations on the 100 episodes. I listen every week. Big fan of Mark and Simon. Keep it up, boys. Hey, boys, it's Alan Hutton, yeah, from Scotland. I want to say well done, and here's to many more lads. Hey, what you say to me? Stick you, Jimmy!